And we are live with our boy Just Wallow. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Fresh Rip Podcast. It's Money Monday. We got a great show planned for y'all. Let's get into it, baby. Guys, welcome to the Fresh Fit Podcast. We're here with our boy Justin Waller, man. It's gonna be a great conversation. Uh, they attacked me on my way in from the gym, which you guys will probably see on Friendship. Wait, no, it's Waller. called Friendship Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah, Friendship, friendship Jiu-Jitsu. Jiu-Jitsu. I didn't realize it, but uh, but I attacked him back on Wait, Fresh. Story. You want to show him how it works real quick? No, no. <laughs> we'll do it at the end. We'll do it at the end because we got a lot to cover. Whoa. We got a lot to cover for y'all. Uh, so kick it out, to the guys, uh, real quick. Patreon.com/slash/FreshFit. Uh, check out the merch at FreshFitPodcastStore.com. Uh, check us out on Anchor as well, Spotify, Google Apple Podcasts, every single uh, podcast you guys listen to, we're there. Also, subscribe to our other YouTube channel, Fresh Fit Clips, so you guys get the best parts of the show. And if you have an even shorter attention span, check us out on Fresh Fit Shorts. But without further ado, man, welcome to our boy, Justin Waller in the fucking house. What's up? Bro, they've been asking me for this show for a very long time, ever since we had that Avengers show. And, you know, we've been friends behind the scenes. Obviously, we have a lot of mutual friends and everything. Uh, But yeah, man, we know who you are. You're a homie of ours. Can you introduce yourself to the people? Yeah, man. Uh, Justin Waller. This is my second time on the show. Super yeah. excited to be here. Uh, grew up in South Louisiana, own a steel company, own some real estate, uh, make uh, a little bit of money with YouTube. Got about 30,000 <laughs> 30, subs now, doing a lot of things. Make a lot of money with other shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. World travel, world, world <laughs> boss. Yeah, man. So um been traveling a lot this year. Yeah. Uh, we've been trying to do this show for a while, but I was in Dubai for a month and then I was uh, I was in South America, so now here we are. Yeah, so man. Yeah, because um, after the and for those of you guys that are wondering, like, how did y'all meet each other? How did y'all become friends? Right. So, um, as you guys know, we're very tight with the Tate brothers. Uh, shout out to Tristan and uh, Andrew Tate, and we and we're also very cool with uh, Sterling Cooper, right? AKA the, the the former porn star from Australia that has a weird accent. Oh, might. We no one knows where he's from. <laughs> uh, and um, and then also on top of that, our YouTube guy Tom, who's in the back. Shout out to Tom. Um. We, basically, we have a lot of, you know, uh, how do I say this? Mutual friends uh, in the YouTube world and working with each other and everything like that. So it's just natural that we would meet yeah. with uh, Justin and, you know, just like we hit it off. Pause. Yeah. You know, we did the Avengers show. Y'all loved it. And it was just a great discussion between, you know, some guys just having a great talk. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was probably one of our best shows. One of my favorites. I had to put on the suit because I hate this dude every time he shows up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> These guys all come in, dress up like, no, nah, I, can't, I can't get shot up on my own show. Uh <laughs> But uh, very successful. Um, you know, he's very humble, guys. He owns a steel company, entrepreneur, makes a shit ton of money, very successful. So, you know, when we, we uh, have people like this in our circle, we want to share them with you guys. And, you know, you can learn something from him. You know, he's a Chad Cowboy that we never bring yeah. around because he takes all the girls. God damn it. I would say so, he embodies a lot of what people want to become. Absolutely. And he's d- done the work together. So yes. just shout out, shout out to you, bro. And bro, he's a toxic alpha male, according to TikTok. So fantastic. <laughs> yeah, TikTok hates me, bro. <laughs> TikTok hates me. I think it's Thomas's fault, though, because he, he pulls he pulls like the worst the worst titles 
Yes, it's not. It's Yo, just Tom, you've been doing that shit for real, bro. He's like, Yo, what is this? This time in the back, you see him? He tried to hide. He's been like, bimbo. When does Justin look most like an asshole? And then he puts it on TikTok. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I'm an easy target. So so that's that's how we met, man. Um, But yeah, can you tell a little bit the people? Uh, oh, yeah. And then, so we did the Avengers episode, guys. And then um, we were supposed to do an episode on like real estate real and entrepreneurship. Estate. But, you know, you went out to uh, Dubai for like months. You've been at Columbia. Pretty much all over the world for the most part. Yeah. What's your favorite spot and why? Oh, yeah. Good question. Man, and even this, when it takes this is going to shock like you. It's going to shock you. Salt Lake City. What? <laughs> oh, get out of here. Shout out to my Mormon niggas out there. Wait, boy. Hey. Music. <laughs> what? No, yeah, actually, I'll Salt Lake. Great real estate market. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. It's oh. a perfect grid. Yep. It's beautiful. You can have fun without having to get crazy. And all the women have only been with Mormon men. And so you come oh. in, bad boy, and you fucking wreck. Oh, wreck. crap. That's the wreck. finesse right there. Yeah. I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't <laughs> yeah. have said that on the internet. And, and, and yeah, a lot of... Lake City. That's the finesse. Yeah. You know, I, I like the blonde hair, blue-eyed girl, so yeah. there's plenty of them out there. Oh, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, man. They're good women. Yeah. They're good oh, women. Mark, they're like, and dark. <laughs> Wait. And they have multi- you got multiple wives, right? As a Mormon. Yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah bro. It's, it's already set up, bro. <laughs> game. Multiple to Mormon? Game. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, that that's that, that's I interesting. Did, I didn't think yeah. about that. Nah, yeah, it that's, is. It's like because it's I don't think Columbia. I spent six weeks there in um in 2020. And I'd go back in a second. It's fire. All right, we got to end the show. Uh yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. so we'll catch you guys we'll right here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Out to Utah. Oh man! Um, but doesn't that famous YouTuber live out there? Um, the one that starts. What's his name? Oh, I can't remember his name. The, the white boy. It's okay. nothing but white people. It's in like, Utah. Well, this guy, yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the white. Someone guy. in chat was telling me. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, like okay, you know the black dude. Yeah, like yeah. come yeah. on, man. Uh, Stradman, Stradman. Oh, I never. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I will say this: yeah. that Utah yeah. is a perfect. It, it, Salt Lake City is a perfect grid. Like the streets. Oh, like your city. Lost. Like the city, yeah, first street, second perf- street. Yeah, it's a perfect grid. Yeah. Yeah. Miami's like that too, but like only like in this inner city part. Like once you go up north, yeah. it starts to get confusing and shit. Yeah. But uh, no, that's that's awesome, man. I've never been to Salt Lake, but you know, I've heard very good things. The real estate market I know over there is really good. You can get like a really good single family home. Like there's a bunch of investors that invest out yeah. there. Um. Uh, what was, what was Post thing? Malone has a place out there. Yes, and I think yeah. NBA Youngboy does too. Yeah, when, it, on dude, his house it's, it's low key like the next Denver. <laughs> oh wow! Seriously, seriously, are they, how it's incredible. It's the most beautiful place I've ever been. How, how are the taxes? Wow. You know what? I don't know. Okay. Because I, I mean, I never like, like I was, lived there. You just visited. Yeah, yeah. I was just, I was just staying there. I kind of want to want to go now. Denver is cool too, but it's it, it, the it, air it's, is dry, bro. If you go out there without chapstick, oh lord. It's legit. Be bad I'll be ashy as hell. <laughs> ashy jo- Uncle Joe in the building. <laughs> yeah. Imagine girls as hot as California, but as submissive as Utah Mormon women. And they've only had sex in missionary with a missionary. Hey, you got any bad boy in you? Go yeah. to Salt Lake. I feel like I'm you reading right. a brochure right now. Oh, oh, shit. Yeah. I need to go over so there. You're getting westernized <laughs> women with, with good morals. But it's yeah. bars right now. Amazing. Yeah, okay. right. You, dude, if you did Fresh and Fit in Salt Lake City, you'd get no girl would come on your show. Fresh and Fit in Salt Lake City, it would just be like, uh, I'll be struggling, man. <laughs> any girls would come? Yeah, no, well, you wouldn't have nothing to say. You'd be like, well, you're a good woman. You're a good woman. My body counts too. Yeah. Oh, what? So there's yeah. a secret haven here yeah, in, uh, in uh, yeah. the U.S. All right, uh, so we'll, city. we'll have yeah. to go out there and check it out, man. So guys, no, you know, makes sense. The finesse to get what you want. The yeah. girls are in Salt Lake City. Salt Lake city. city. Yeah. So, okay, second favorite place. Uh, second favorite. You know what? I, I'm a big believer. Is It's not the boat, but who's on the boat. Mm. So 
you know, obviously I had a great time in Bucharest, but without Andrew and Tristan, what is it? Mm-hmm. Good time in Dubai without Shooter, Andrew and Tristan, what is it? Mm-hmm. Uh, Medellin that we just left, uh, me, Sterling, and Tristan were there, and it, it was fire. Yeah, Columbia's yeah, fire. Yeah, Columbia's and fire. And it's cheap as hell, bro. It's super, like... it's super cheap. Um, being American is not a bad thing. English not required. Mm-hmm. So, um, Man, you, you mean know, like Spanish isn't required? Like people speak English out there normally and all that? It, dude, Google Translate will. Oh, yeah. That's your work. It's checkmate. Monos. I, 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 would say, I would say probably though Dubai. You got, I mean, like Dubai is Miami, but just a little bit better, a little I bit cleaner. Dubai's so bad, bro. Yeah, Dubai's legit. I have to say, honestly, I have to but say Dubai. put out though, man? I, I ain't never been, so I don't know. I mean, okay, all right. The Western, there's a lot of Western chicks out there. He's so like, he's like, can't talk to me. It's a sense. pig's ass pork, bro. I mean, it? come on, man. The what? It's a pig's ass pork. Oh. There's a bear shit in the woods. <laughs> Put you on some white boy stuff. Yeah. You know, white boy yeah. music. And, yeah, and man, you're going to be okay. Uh, <laughs> white boy music. <laughs> Yo, so I, his, I, I just forgot right right about that. <laughs> so, so I'm walking my dog outside, right? I see this little tiki boat passing by. I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? Then I see these two white, three white boys like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sterling, <laughs> Justin, uh, Tristan, and Andrew Tatcher for them, right? I'm like, what the? This is so random. I'm like, I'm like, Andrew, Justin. He's like, is that fresh? Stop the boat. Stop the boat. The boat white boys, like, he's like, hop on. I'm like, nigga, no. <laughs> and this is like the middle of the day, right? Like, right like, bro. Yeah, dude. It's, it's like 11 in the morning. It's like one o'clock. I'm like, waking up. Like, oh, shit. I just woke up. Yeah. What the walking hero. Yeah, yeah. yeah see yeah. these guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's a freak hero. And, and it's funny because they're always wearing blazers and like business attire. Today they were out to 11 in the morning. What are y'all doing? Bro, it's funny as hell, though, bro. It's on the vlog. Like this is this is our party uniform, guys. Blazers and like yeah. some nice pants. Yo, they, they were drunk out their asses though. They were lit. Bro, we were shots and shots and shots in. Yo. If you watch that tank confidential, you're like, how did they not die? Bro, that was funny. Yeah. Bro. Yeah. in the morning again. on a boat in business casual. What? Yo, when, he, when he said white boy music, I lost it. <laughs> Fucking white boy music. Bro, we were gone, bro. Yeah. So, um, so, uh, so you're from Louisiana. What part yep. of Louisiana? So I was born in Monroe, North Louisiana, but okay. I actually live in Baton Rouge. Grew up in a little town called Denham Springs, right outside okay. of Baton Rouge. So, okay. What was yeah. that like, bro? White trash trailer parks. <laughs> I don't know. You know, like I, I try. You know what? You know, one of my friends called me the other day. He goes, hey, man, I just want to remind you, you're not a fucking cowboy. You're just white trash with cowboy boots. And I said, touche. You're right. <laughs> they can't tell, though. No, no. Uh, I've never been in a rodeo. I've, I've ridden some horses, you know. Yeah. I worked on some farms here and there. But uh, yeah, man, I. One thing I know about most everywhere you go, there, you know, there's big cities, but right outside, man, like, you know, it's it's nothing to find, you know, impoverished people or poor people, you know. So I grew up, you know, super white trash, poor, you know, whatever, man. And and I think that's a very common story. So I don't feel super special about it. It's just, it's you know, trailer parks. Uh, the education's not as good. I yeah. probably didn't have as good of the education as most people. Louisiana, Alabama, a lot of the Mississippi. Yeah, man. You know, you know states. our scores. Yeah. You know our scores are, are low. Yeah. Fuck, I failed sixth grade, man. To this day, Damn. I make Siri read my uh, emails. I'll just highlight and say, speak. Bro, you got to find your way around it, bro. Yeah, there you, you I, know? I didn't even know you could do that. Damn. Yeah, man. Yeah, just, <laughs> hi, just highlight the whole thing and put speak. And she just reads the whole, all my daily reports that people send me. I have Siri read them to me. Dyslexic as hell, man. Damn. You know, and I, I think I think that's important that somebody says, like, you, you have a guy, multimillionaire, come on your show, right? 
hey, bro, I, can't, I don't read that well. If you were to ask me to read in front of a bunch of people, I'd, like, I'd stumble. Sound like fresh? But I feel like that kind of shit's important to say, man, because guys need to know that. Yeah. You know, you got to. Listen, no one's perfect. And at the same time, like, Floyd Mayweather, you see, he can't read, right? Multimillionaire. Look at look at Justin. Same thing. Yeah. I didn't know that, bro. Yeah, so well spoken. So yeah. it's like you wouldn't think yeah, that yeah. that would translate over to like the reading portion. I right. had no idea. Well, I can read, but like if you were to tell me to read in front of like a bunch of people. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, bro. I mean, yeah. like for yeah. today we're gonna read some super chats. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Today only Justin will read chats today. Oh, yeah. hey, and you know what I do? <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll abbreviate it. <laughs> <laughs> I find it funny when Game and Reaction to tweet uh, streamers. Make fun of guys where they reply on an audience of men who are heavily sedated by the internet. By the internet, shake my head. Let me write. Men raising. See, I don't read anywhere near. Listen, listen. It's okay. I'm a little bit better. Terrible call. It's a little bit better. And Justin is trying to get four shots. Yeah. So okay. So can you tell us a little bit so so you grew up in in louisiana uh obviously very humble beginnings um yep. and and you're multi-million now very successful how old are you by the way so people know i just turned 36 in fact i turned 36 the day we did the avengers show oh wow. that was my birthday yeah we did we did yeah we, we did? did yeah we uh told him have a birthday oh, we did yeah. yeah i did i forgot yeah you probably oh. called me some name and that was it yeah was birthday <laughs> did we make fun of him yeah we did a little okay. bit all right okay just making sure uh so, all right, uh, you know, okay, I'll read the chats real quick, and then yeah. we'll get into uh, the Batman story here in a second. Fresh BBC, five bucks. Hey, yo, Fresh, pack your stuff. We're going to Salt Lake City right now. Then we take in over that city, and women bring the Lambo. Okay, yo, that's uh, a Lambo that's just, Salt Lake City? Fresh is BBC. Hey, man. You could definitely do it. The streets are perfect. That shit yeah. has me dead. It's a pitch black avatar. Like, what the? You know right. why? Because <laughs> you don't want to see it, brother. <laughs> Jay Waller, put them on some white boy music. There's something, somebody new, and he sure ain't no rodeo man. Okay. Yep. Uh, and then we got Raul. Uh, if your girl was in Miami and she met Justin Waller, just throw her away. Facts. <laughs> Facts. I'm actually, I've, I've already written off any girl that comes in after our show tonight, man. I, I hate when this dude's around. Uh, <laughs> Crypto Cat uh, became a YouTube member. Shout Welcome out to him. back, bro. Rooney, uh, eight seven six ten bucks. Free Vibs Cartel, World Boss Myron. You should do a fetish case on him. Uh, vibe, yeah, vibe vibes cartel. cartel. And have Miss Gaines, aka Dollface, help you. Here, guys, I don't know Jamaican laws like that, man. So I don't know. Jake Smooth Lifestyle, five bucks. FNF, what up? The internet is going crazy about Will Smith last night. We're gonna cover it t- tonight, guys. Don't worry. We got y'all. Actually, uh, Justin has a good take on it. All of us yeah. has uh, have a very unique perspective on it. Um, and then we got Sterling coming in as well. So if you guys can understand his terrible Australian accent, it's going to be great. And we're going to have some lovely ladies oh, as well. Mate, Roberto Moreno, five bucks. Will Smith. Yes, we will cover it. Promise. Uh, smash that like button. Thank you, Will Williamson, because we got a good friend in the house. It's about damn time I've been waiting for him to come. Uh, and then uh, Juan Miguel, five bucks. I'll be missing you guys on the weekend pause. You guys, the goats, help me get through uh, Sympedius, okay? Uh, Sympedius. And then we got booking our flight to Salt Lake City now. now <laughs> and then, uh, and then uh, we read that one that just said Viking. So, um, so you own a couple. Uh, you run, operate a very successful steel business. Yep. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that and your other entrepreneurial ventures and how you went from rags to riches, self-made millionaire, sure. multi-millionaire? Sure, man. So, I started off. I went to college, played football, at, uh, played D one football, and I read rich that poor dad. Like mm-hmm. everybody else. Where, where'd you go? Play I played at ULM, University okay. of Louisiana Monroe Sunbelt School. Lit. In okay. fact, we're that little team that beat Alabama in 07. I started that game. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. okay. All right. It was like a million years ago. Division but, one is no joke, bro. So yeah, bro. I was a D1 but, athlete yeah, too, so those, I understand. Yeah, man. Those uh those money games are real. So it, it was a good time. So I did that. I read Rich. What position that, do you play? I, I played tight end. Tight end? Play okay. tight end, yeah. That makes sense. So I did that and then I graduated college two thousand nine. 
So I went to school for construction management and I was told, you know, you go to school here, it's hundred percent job placement. You're going to have a job in Dallas making, you know, 75, 80 to start. And then you eventually one day you might be a VP at a, of a company, make a buck 50. Nice. So I graduate and bam, no jobs. 2009. Oh yeah. This is right after the yeah. recession. Yeah. So I'm going through a hard time. I broke up with Miss Louisiana uh, at the time. So my, the, the girl that was Miss ULM, I dated for three years in college and she won Miss Louisiana. And while she was getting ready for Miss America, I, I kind of went through this phase where it's like, I didn't want to be monogamous. So <laughs> instead of just staying and taking the chance of getting caught, I, I broke up with her. So not only do I not have a job after I graduate, there's three billboards of her on the way to my job digging ditches for this construction company because that's the only job I can get. I'm making like 17 bucks an hour. Damn. And I'm just like, like it just sucks. It yeah. just super sucks. So what happened was that job ended. I went home and uh, again, couldn't get a job. So I waited tables at a place called Texas Day Brazil in Baton Rouge. Okay. And what Texas I would do. Yeah, Texas Day Brazil. They got the a Oscar, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so I was waiting tables there. So this is 09 and 2010. Yeah, it's like 09, 2010. Yeah. I'm, I'm completely, completely just like, it just heartbroken about yeah. it. Because I had done everything right, man. Yeah. I'd made the grades. I went and fought, you know, got a scholarship, got my school paid for. I'd done everything that everybody had ever told me to do. Yeah. You followed and, the blueprint. Dude, the, I did. The, the, the I, yeah. regular guy's blueprint. I did, man. I super followed the blueprint and, and I thought I was being a good guy by telling the truth. Yeah. You know, end up getting, you Instead know, of being a city boy. You were like, listen, man. Yeah. I don't know fuck some other bitches. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I know you're Miss Louisiana and all. Yeah. But but, yeah. So, so I like told the truth and said, oh, punk. Yeah. Yeah. Stupid. Uh, it, I got you. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I'm going through like that whole thing, like nothing's going right. And so what I would do is I would either work for my stepfather putting up metal buildings in people's backyards. Cause as, as a kid, that's what, that's what my stepdad did. He put up metal buildings. So like 30 by 40 sheds in backyards. And so I'd either help him do that for 10 bucks an hour cash, or I would take my little resume that basically had nothing on it. And I would go to these companies and apply for jobs where they're building this hospital in, uh, in Baton Rouge. And it was a huge project. I want to say it was like 40 mil to build this hospital and they have these job trailers set up outside. So I'd go and walk in there and try to give the, the gatekeeper my, my resume. And she's like, son, you know, I can't do that. I'm like, yes, man. Yes, man. Like come back like four or five days later. I'm like, can I see him? you like, I know the boss is here. So no, the third time I went, uh, she goes, you know what? Stay right there. And she goes in the back, she gets this guy and this old grizzled, just angry ass looking 50 something year old white man. She he goes, are you Justin? I'm like, yes, sir. Come with me. So we go to the back. He pops down in his chair and he's like, and I'm like, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he looks at it and he looks at me and he looks at it and he looks at me. He throws it down on the table and he goes, you've been in here multiple times. Yes, sir. Interrupting my job. I'm out here working a $40 million project and you're coming here off the streets three or four and five times trying to see me to get a job. And I'm like, yes, sir. And he just leans back in his chair and he goes. I like that shit. <laughs> and he gave me a job. Wow. And the cool and the cool thing about the job is because the company was from like Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. I got per diem and I was making way more. I was probably making about 75K a year. Okay. You know? And and, and so, for those that are wondering, guys, real quick, per diem is when they pay you when you're like doing stuff out of state. So since yeah. they're based in Oklahoma City, they were able to pay him yeah. per diem uh, while he was in Louisiana, which is a nice little perk. They pay for your yeah. food. Lodging, that type of thing. Yeah, I mean, the per diem by itself is more money than I'd ever made. Yeah. Plus the salary. Exactly. So what I did, I knew I want to own a business. Yeah. 
So what I did is in Louisiana to get a contractor's license, you have to have a net worth of $10,000 more. Well, dude, you could have rubbed together every penny in my family. We did not have that. So what I did is I went to the bank and I said, listen, I want you to draw about 80%, 90% of what I'm making out into this other savings account. And so I did that. And over six months, I finally got the $10,000. And so I went to the state contractor's license board and I applied for my license. I went back to the bank, took the money out, put it in another bank, which I'm not completely sure if I had to do, and then applied for my residential license. So I applied for commercial and residential at the same time. Okay. And long story short, that was 11 years ago this month. And so here we are. Yeah. That's fantastic, Yo, man. Yeah. That's crazy because like your perseverance of you going back and forth to the guy multiple times. Yeah. Most people say, you know what? I didn't get it. I give up. Life is over. But you went three yeah. times, bro. Yeah. And you got the job. That's amazing, bro. So you were yeah, able crazy. to take, man, that, that that's, that's fantastic. Yeah. So you were able, you took that persistence. You were able to get that job, use it as a stepping stone. And then from there, you're able to build up that capital and get to 10,000. And then what happened? How'd you transition from there? Okay, cool. So from there. You know, you you have you have a decision to make. You're like, okay, well, what direction do I go? I built a house or two. I didn't like it, you know, because like you know, Karen walks in, she's like, I know I told you this paint color, but I don't like it. And they start crying. <laughs> I want the beige. Yeah, What's your manager? Give me the beige. It's a thing, man. So I'm I'm like, okay, well, you know, there's this metal building thing, and I did that growing up. You know, bro, probably 12 years old. First so you started out. your own stuff up pretty much. And I, then you, no, start, I started, you started building homes now. I, I started like I built a house. I was doing a, a shed here. So I was like, I need to niche down. Okay. So um I knew metal buildings was a big thing. And then my stepdad, he knew metal buildings really well. And so, like, if you've ever read E-Myth, there's the entrepreneur, the manager, and the technician. Well, I knew I had a, I had a technician that was competent. You know, and I knew metal buildings, but not not to that level. So I was like, hey, look, I'm going to go get these contracts. Help me do these buildings, blah, blah, blah. Well, it started out, man, we must have had three guys, you know, and I had $2,500 a week payroll, which I was freaking the fuck oh, out about. Wow, By the way, now we do over 100000 a week in payroll. Wow. Hey, over 100 men. Yeah. But. You know, we started out doing sheds and backyards. Obviously, me and him part ways. He wanted to smoke weed or do whatever he wanted to do. So I had to go find people. But, uh, man, yeah, it, it started out very, very humble. Backyards, losing money, doing projects for almost free, mm-hmm. you know. And then eventually I got my first commercial job. And I lost about $25,000. And wow. at that time, How? It, it was a lick. He walked off the job. Damn. The old man walked off the job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah. you started it, but, like, someone that, that was working under you, like, under just me, walked yeah, off? walked off the job. And and so we had to, so in, in construction, it's what they call a ductive change order. Mm-hmm. So if I have a contract for $100,000, right? Yeah. And let's say I'm halfway done on my schedule of values. And um, for scheduling reasons or whatever, because the contracts we sign are very lopsided, uh, they can supplement you, what they call supplementing. And the supplement is when they bring somebody else that does what you do in. And when that happened, it cost more than my contract amount. So I didn't get paid. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was about like a negative 25 grand. So I had to actually go get a job working for this other industrial company for a year. So what I'd do is I'd wake up at three in the morning, I'd work out and I'd get to the office before anybody else. And I'd estimate more jobs. And I finally won enough work to leave the job again. Mm. And so it was a, it was a, it was a blow. It was a lick. So the, him walking off the job pretty much forced you to pick something else up to get more jobs to yeah. compensate for yeah. the loss. Yeah. What's that called? Duck dive. That's that's a commercial term. It was a deductive change order. Okay. Out of my contract. I'm learning myself, guys. You should be taking notes as well, that's man. Crazy, this is the commercial bro. world, guys. Yeah, yeah, man. I'm a residential guy, so I'm it, learning quite ugly, a bit right it's now. It's ugly out there. So if you get a, if you get a subcontract, 
the contract will say they can supplement you at any time or charge you what's called liquidated damages. Okay. So on school projects, I've built, God, bro, I must have built 20 schools, you know. Mm-hmm. So if you're behind on a school project and that's a state funded job, yeah. every day you're late, they'll charge you $3,000 a day. Oh, Damn. Yeah. And they'll take it out of your contract. Okay. Like, so the commercial world is, it, it, it's ugly, but it also can be very explosive. Yeah. On the other end of that, you know, I'll never forget the first time I made a hundred grand in six weeks. Wow. You know, you yeah. re, like do a re-roof or, or really just knock a, knock a project out the park. And you're like, dude, I made a bunch of money. Yeah. You know, so there's, there's, there's two ends of it, but it's, it's really about getting the systems in, mm-hmm. getting the people in, finding the talent, mm-hmm. paying them. You know, paying them right. So this is circa what? Because 2009, you're flat yeah, broke, so, waiting tables. Yeah, so I, so you I get, get it job. started up. And I'd say this is about 2012. Okay. And by the time I'm at 2014, I built it up to about 800000 in revenue a year. Okay, a year. And then I hired my first project manager. Bam. Then bam, we take it to- Was about, that the turning point? That's when we That's when we go from eight hundred grand to like 1.5 mil. Bam. Okay. And then, and then the next Yearly. thing- yeah, yeah. So revenue. Can, okay, awesome. Revenue wise on labor, which is about thirty five percent margin, by the way. Okay. So somewhere in there, I'm about twenty six, twenty seven, about twenty eight. I hit two mil, and then I'm like, okay, we got a little traction. That's when I start joining associations, getting mentors, getting known across the country for what we do. Then we start traveling, and so that's when the buildings start getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And so by the time I was thirty three, we're doing three mil. By the time, like now, this year we'll do over ten. Okay. You know, that's, at about a thirty-five awesome. percent margin. So, you know. And but for the people out there, can you tell them what a thirty-five percent margin is, just so they know? Yeah, that's like three point five million on ten million in revenue. Okay, so 3. that's what you're taking million. home. Yeah, that's, that's profit. what you're after. Yeah. After paying out the workers, every, yeah, the contractors, everything, out the door. you're walking out the door with three point yeah. five for you, not yeah. even your people. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's awesome. from a guy. That's awesome. Begging for a job. And yeah, today that's waiting crazy, tables. Man. I waited wait tables, tables at too. night. I beg for t- I beg for a job that day, and I and I waited tables at Texas Day Brazil that night. Damn. So what's your excuse, niggas? Yeah, really, real yeah. talk, bro. Like Eddie fucking... can't read. bro, bro. That in itself should tell you, bro. What's your excuse, man? Yeah, money fucking, Mondays. Fucking awesome, yeah. bro. And and it's the thing is, is that even when you started your business, like you were still getting like you were still losing money. You were operating in the red for a period of time. Oh my People god! People walking yeah. off on Yo, jobs like, and he's a ginger. Yeah. Fuck, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> man. Yeah. Oh, no excuses. He don't even got a soul. So I'm saying, yeah. you know what I'm saying? He's soulless. Yeah. Put this on shame room, motherfuckers. It probably won't go. So <laughs> they may have a fresh and fresh made fun of redheads. Oh, they don't go fuck. I actually love uh, redhead girls though. I, I don't know what it is, bro. They're fire. <laughs> it's something. They have, I don't know. It's a soul sucking. I don't know what, what it is, bro. This guy, bro. Um, yeah, three. So, what are real quick before I read those? So, what are the top two or three things you learned uh, from starting your own venture uh, that you can give out to the audience? Uh, because a lot of people, you know, they, they get scared from entrepreneurship. They're scared to take risks. Obviously, you took a huge risk. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, I never taking a bunch up. of your money that you were earning, putting yeah. it into a savings account, probably living on nothing, so you could get that ten thousand net worth. Yeah. Like from that experience, you know, from waiting tables to who you are now, what, what are some lessons that you would give to people out there? Yeah, man, I I tell people often that either I was too dumb or too tough to quit, mm. and I think you have to be that. If if you can't stand in there and take those blows and learn from them, and then and then and then another thing I say is like stay in the same fight. If you can, if you know you're in the right business model, which I think a lot of choosing business is picking the right business model. If I think I ever made a mistake, it probably would have been the fact that I chose steel. Like I probably could have picked an easier business 
if mm-hmm. I'm being honest. Okay. You okay. know what I'm saying? Like choose choose the right model. Like we live in a world now that's why I push Hustlers University so hard. Mm-hmm. It's because I do think there's easier ways to make money. Yeah. But like we were talking about before the show started, it's the only thing I knew, man. Yeah. A lot of time, it, you know, there were no doc- like steel was the only way we knew how to make doctor money in boots. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's all that's all I knew, bro. I like it's all I knew. It's, it's <laughs> how, you know, you, you make... one of the richest men in the world, Andrew Carnegie. He his, his business was uh, steel as yeah, well. Yeah, steel. Yeah. 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 So I think he was probably producing steel. We erect steel, so cranes and but mm-hmm. but basically it if you know you're in the right business model and you choose the right business model, stay in the fight. Because it's always compare it to actually like, let's say you're boxing and you're fighting and you take a jab. Okay, fine. You slip the jab and then you get hit by, by a cross, right? You might take that cross twice, but eventually you're going to, you know, you're going to dip and then duck and then you get your licks in. But if you go fight a different fight, then you're going to take the licks in that, in that industry as well. Yeah. So I see people, they, they switch industries all the time. They get beat up a little bit yeah. and they quit. Well, dude, if you take those licks and then you know how to move, then eventually you roll on top and you might as well get your licks in. And that's what I'm doing, man. Yeah. Like maybe my model's not the best model, but I stuck that model out for over a decade. Right. And now it's paying me and paying me big. Yeah. And you probably, and at this point, you've probably mastered it. Like yeah. you're probably one of the top well, still oh, guys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. So um, real quick, because you mentioned that you it, had you done it different, you would have maybe not went into into steel. What are the other ways to like build? Are there like is like their wood industry or something or another? Well, yeah, man, I, it's just trade construction stuff. OK, you know, uh, metal buildings particularly can be hard because architects uh, the metal buildings have gotten very popular okay. over the last 10, 15 years. They're able to decorate them in ways. They used to be just boxes, right? Mm-hmm. Now now they're putting very specialized panels on them. People are going to architects and they're like, hey, I know you want to do metal buildings, but you can make metal, metal buildings look like this. I want to say like 70% of construction under, under like low-rise construction is pre-engineered. All the strip malls you see in America, a lot of all the school gymnasiums, yeah. a lot of metal buildings are out there and they're able to decorate them in crazy ways. Well, the more those panels change or the more they involve other trades in the outside shell, like masons and stucco and things like that. Yeah. It, it really when you get down to the granular details of how to make the building watertight, yeah. it gets a little bit more difficult. And because it's not coming from one manufacturer, it's coming in from all over the country. So wall A is coming from Minnesota. Okay. Well, one part's coming from Ufala, Alabama. You know, the insulation's coming from Texas. Yeah. So it, it makes it hard because there's really an order of operations and construction. So is so. it because it's so competitive uh, to be in the steel industry? Why it's, di- it's difficult? It's, it's, it's just because it's like such a It's a lot market? of moving parts and pieces. Okay. Yeah. So com- all right. I so can't again. even imagine being in that business, bro. Yeah. Bro, wow. it's ugly. It's so ugly. what do most people so it looks like steel is like difficult to do what what are the other industries that people might may do if they do a commercial and building look man like if like you you could do any trade and make okay. a bunch of money I, I believe that you like could do concrete and smash it you okay. do metal buildings like dude i'm killing metal buildings i'm just saying that it it's one of those things that has a learning curve to it okay, and, and right. you might take a couple licks now what i do love about metal buildings is i'm on, i'm on the national board Metal building contractor directors board. I'm probably I'm the youngest guy on the board. And I look around and everybody's like 55, 60 years old. And I'm looking, I'm like, I might have this to myself one day. <laughs> so so there's that because yeah. because if if you do like construction, you could go into construction. And if you get really good and you build systems and you build a legitimate company mm-hmm. that does things correctly, you have your safety right, you have your JSAs, you have your systems, your processes, everything's in place, you hire correctly, mm-hmm. you do it right. What's the JSA? Job safety analysis. Okay, okay. Yeah, like so safety is really big in construction, of, of right? Course, yeah. So 
if you do it all right and you actually have an energy and a love for it, man, you can kill it. You can absolutely kill it. But I would make sure you had an absolute love for it. It was really for me, it was really more something I grew to love. You know, I, I'm I'm a big believer in like not fo- like I don't really like when people say follow your passion. I feel like it's like, hey, make money and then become competent in something. And you get passionate about it once you can help somebody. I mentioned that the other that's day. Smooth, yeah. man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, like, man, that's, that's you don't, so true. You don't become passionate about it until you can help somebody. Yeah. So for me, I don't think I really, really started to love it until like year six, seven. Mm. You know, that was also when I was making the money. So it'll, there you go. Like, your wrist Keep never hurts down. when the ball's going in, right? Yeah. You know, when your jumper's <laughs> on, bro, it's like, yeah. nah, man, I feel good. So yeah. You mentioned so. safety, uh, Justin. Yeah. So how many women actually uh, come to your job <laughs> to uh, work in construction? Uh, no, there's there's no one. Look, <laughs> wait, no, wait, I'll what? take that back. We have one woman in the field. Yeah, she started this year. I don't I don't think she's still with us, but um, well, I wonder why. Yeah, it's, it's tough. It's tough, man. I'll tell you this, though. Uh, I have almost all women management. Nice. OK. And it, and it really works. I'll tell you why. I call them my Trojan horses. So I can tell my guy Facundo Montez. I'll just use him. He He's like a bad boy. He pushes the guys really hard, you know, like real alpha Spanish guy. But he doesn't like to tie off. He doesn't like to be safe. Well, that'll get us kicked off a job. So it'll cost me money. So I could go to Facundo and say, hey, Facundo, tie off or I'm going to fire your ass. Or I can tell Noelia. And Noelia will talk very sweet to him in Spanish and he'll do anything. Hola, papi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Como estas? Yeah. yeah. So, and project managers. Pause there. Yeah. I'll get a call and it'll be, hey, Justin, got this job in Tennessee. The guy said this. They'll call her because they don't want to negotiate with me. I'm like, cool. Tell him this. When he says that, you say this, and then this is going to happen. She'll call me back. She'll be like, you're not going to believe this, but that's exactly what fucking happened. I got the contract. I'm like, checkmate. Yeah, there you go. Boom. Yeah, Hang if, the phone. It's something about having a, a woman talk on your behalf that just does wonders for you, bro. Yeah. I, I don't know what it is, but like men are more like... Because most guys are simps. So they'll be like, oh, oh, I, 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 could get, I could get one over and they think uh, it's a deal, I'll take but not really. It. Yeah. yeah. You know I'll what I'm saying? It. But when it's a guy, it's like they're trying to be ad- a little bit more adversarial. And that's what it is. Yeah. It's, it's when a, I have my operations manager, she will cuss a dude out. Now she's ruthless mm-hmm. because if anybody fucks, like she's like super protective over me, mm-hmm. she'll cuss a dude out and they're damn near telling her thank you. So, um, yeah, man, I, you know, I, I super levered like operations manager, recruiting manager, project manager, all women. And funny enough, my bookkeeper's a man. <laughs> which is opposite of what it normally yeah, is yeah no, yeah that, that it definitely yeah. is but no that's great man you're able to to leverage it to your benefit and use you know the, the basic basic understanding of intersexual dynamics at a, at a deep mm-hmm. level at your level and then using yep. it to like uh, yeah. get what you want which is great yeah um Bye. all right cool so uh i'll read some of these chats real fast uh we got uh Mel- melissa Andrew Tate needs to do a reaction to the Will Smith situation. His red table entanglement reaction was hilarious. Yes, it was. Yeah. Uh, Max Sauce, shout out to Jay Waller, and shout out to FNF fam. It's bunny season. It's I think it means snow bunny season. No cap, no cap. right? And then uh, five bucks from Braulio for Ferreira, beginner contracting manager here. Thanks, Jay Waller, for the advice in the DMs. I'm gonna make sure ingest does leads and reach out to prospects yeah man this is the guy right here man when it comes to construction so i'm learning a bunch myself i didn't even realize like there's separate industries where there's a steel one a concrete one yeah i don't even know there's a 16 divisions of construction 16 divisions we have site work concrete framer electrical that's trade construction Mm. so i work for all general contractors okay so they manage the whole thing sterling cooper's in the building okay he says Uh, ask justin if he has seen the clown, have you seen the clown? I've not seen the clown. I heard he was in <laughs> Precious Room. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no, actually, 
I'm Myron, so confused. Aren't you the clown? It's an insider joke. Oh, you, you yeah. got, that probably no, isn't appropriate no, for no, YouTube. No. Chris, no. <laughs> ask Chris. Chris, have you seen the clown? Next. No, have you seen the clown? No. Have you? Yes or no? No, I haven't seen the clown. What clown? He hasn't seen the clown. Me? Chris hasn't seen the clown. Oh, he hasn't seen the clown. He hasn't. Oh. Hey, uh, that's on y'all. Hey, <laughs> I, I, I need an adult. <laughs> Maybe we'll tell y'all what the, what the inside joke yeah. on that is after our that's show. A, that's a uh, Andrew Tate, <laughs> interesting Tate thing, a war room thing. Uh, Newbie uh, Crypto, they got me with it too. Uh, Newbie Crypto, <laughs> got him. <laughs> Once you get to a point where <laughs> where you are not directly trading your time for money, you are a time billionaire, and you can start making real money. All three of you are gods. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate it, bro. Um, and then we got Damian uh, Orozco, five bucks, just to buy an Iron Man suit since he's looking like Iron Man Justin Downey Jr. Okay? Actually, kind of do a little yeah, bit. Yeah, 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 does. Uh, yeah. And then we got uh, Muhammad Corrin, 100 bucks. Bucks, thank you so much. Uh, Emperor Jay Waller is the big G. At Guns, the real alone. I'm making 40K a month with the restaurant I just opened, and I'm going to open another in September, all thanks to the advice. One of them being you can tell the size of a man by the size of his challenge. You're a real one. Thank you, bro. Yeah. And then DZ287 became a YouTube member. Welcome to the Fresh Fit Family. And DL Saint, Dale I really Saint. work to know, want to know podcast guys. Go check him out as well. Yep. Outstanding show. Question for Justin. Why do people fear confident men in today's world? Keep leading from the front, gentlemen. Shout out to Big Mo. And Chris, that's a really good question. Um, Justin, take it away. Yeah, man. So a lot of times I feel like when you're confident and you're going your own way, you're, chal- you're challenging other people's life decisions. You know, I, I often say that suppression is most often and most dangerously wrapped in love. Okay. So let's say you go to Thanksgiving and you come home and you're living this life and you're in charge of your life and you're in control and you're killing it. The people close to you are super threatened by that because they're like, he's choosing a complete other path than me. And that's very dangerous to a person's identity. Mm. It's almost like telling a Christian person that, that God's not real. Mm. They're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. So even now when I go home. You know, my own family will be like, Justin, do you, I mean, don't you think you want to like settle down or don't you want to do this? Or you, family. <laughs> aren't you living life too fast and you're flying over the world? Dude, it scares people because because it, it makes them second guess their own decisions. Right. So when, when you're living your life with conviction and you're living your life at the speed you want to live it, it really, really, really makes people second guess the decisions they've made. And it's hard for them to take in. So you just have to understand they're not bad. They're not bad people. They're just super threatened by what you've chosen to do and the conviction that you're living in. Yeah. And that's it. That's, 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 right that's hundred percent. And, yeah. and even with us. Yeah. yeah. And I've said it before too. Like, and the funny part is, is what people don't know is that we just talked about it. You did it through, you, you followed the blueprint and it didn't work. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you, you were a division one athlete. You were dating a, a, one of the hottest girls in the country, right? Yeah. Miss America. Yeah. You were a division one athlete in college playing football as a tight end. You know what I'm saying? Living the American dream, essentially. I did everything I was, you did everything I, I was right. told to do. Yeah. And it still didn't work out. And you're like, fuck this shit. I'm going to go against the grain. And then bam, yeah. now I'm a couple of millions later, yeah. you're here. And I, I've always said too, the thing is, is that people aren't used to not being comfortable and being an entrepreneur inevitably is going to put you in a less comfortable position. And I've always said that when you're successful, it shines a spotlight on their own inadequacies. Yeah. So that's why people get so uncomfortable with that. So it's like you're challenging their comfort and it makes them uncomfortable, if it makes sense. You have two choices. Yeah. Either be threatened by it and be like those people I just mentioned yeah. or take it in so you know what? Damn, I'm going to apply these things to my life to better my life as well. And, and you said something profound, Justin. Wow. You said that it's it's wrapped in love. Yeah. And, and I think that's so important and the audience needs to pay attention to that because it's going to be the people closest to you yep. that are going to tell you these things. It ain't going to be somebody you just met that's like, Hey, bro, you might want to slow down a bit. It's going to be the yeah. people that are closest to you that know you. And you know what? They're going to tell you that. Those people have a big influence in your life. Yeah. So if you listen to what they say, because that's your family, it's like, damn, you know what, mom? You might be right. 
but that could be the path to destruction. So yeah, that's so true, man. I'm gonna steal that one. Uh, anything else, Chris? Uh, no, we're good. All right, all right. So uh, and then so I got I got a question. Yeah, go ahead, Justin. This might be out there, but I'm asking. How do you deal with the girls, bro? Because I be seeing him starting. I'm like, hold on a second. That's Sterling Cooper. That's Justin Waller. I see y'all in the darkness. Yeah, and they're yeah. in Midtown, too. Yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. these guys. I'm like, I'm like, is that a... <laughs> For some of you guys that don't know, Midtown is like one of the best kept secrets bro, in, in Miami, bro. bro when it comes Midtown to like girls. Finesse, Midtown, is Salt, the Midtown is a Salt Lake City of Miami. Yeah. No, the Target, yeah. though? World's best right Target. World's best Target. Midtown. Yeah. Hands yeah. down, it is. There's more tins and Target and Midtown than there are in bro, all of Louisiana. I used to prank. No, bro, bro, funny story, right? So you know, you know the pranks, right? Yeah, bro. The baddest girls I've seen do pranks are in Target, bro. Yeah, every single time, I'm like, what the, what's going on here? Yeah, it's actually pretty scary how um you go to a regular Target in Midtown and there's just a bunch of attractive girls, but a lot of the hot girls that are like, like not like. Annoying Miami bimbo. I mean, there's still gonna still be bimbos there, but it's gonna be less than yeah. like a brickle or a Miami. It's a farm Beach. league, bro. I say that they're, they're waiting to go on scholarship to brickle. There you go. <laughs> yeah, the sponsors coming. Oh, yeah. yo, tell them about that. Tell them, yeah. That's the insider joke that we got. We're so, gonna put y'all on real so quick. I think we're, we're, eating, talk, we're eating sushi one night and we're talking yeah. about Midtown versus Brickle. And I said, dude, Brickle is nothing but the minor leagues. Those girls just hadn't gone on scholarship yet. And you're like, what do you mean? I was like, a lot of those girls, <laughs> once they meet a dude from Brickle, they get sucked in, then they're on scholarship. Then they don't have to pay their own rent and shit they're like you put up in one of these places yeah. so it's, it's, a lot, a lot of girls is. are sponsored in brickle bro yeah, like it's, it always happens but like midtown is like yeah that's yeah it's going. yeah they're just waiting to go on scholarship bro so, oh, so how dude. does it how does a chad handle his dating life being this successful yeah the iron be, man of you, miami you know what i'm gonna be super honest with you more slips through my fingers than i actually catch mm. because there's something about being in abundance where it's like you know you can get it whenever you want so I most often trip over it more than I pursue it. I absorb more than I than I acquire. If that makes sense, hundred percent makes sense. Um, you know, like, and I always say this, man. You should always be on your mission, and if you run, you might run over a couple on the way. But I think that's the best way to attract them anyway. Yeah, is is to absorb them because if if I mean, it's, I'm not saying anything crazy good here. Nothing that's never been said, but it's like if they feel like you're chasing them, it, it's a, it's a repel. Like they'll run from it. So um, all you can do is be on your mission and have a gravitational pull and, and you absorb them, man. So uh, we and me and Sterling are actually talking about this. We're like, you know what? It'd be a really good idea to hire somebody just to manage relationships and, and, and like say good morning and do this and do that. Because there's yeah. no way. There's, like, no, yeah, there's, yeah, no, yeah, there's no, no way you have time to do no, that shit. There's no way you can Yo, get to it. Just so y'all know, there's a service like that already made. For high profile doctors, lawyers, yeah, attorneys, because uh, a lot of guys they don't want to deal with the bullshit. They just oh, somebody wow. they respond to their text, their t- Tinder matches, their Bumble, everything. Yeah, like yeah. dude, I can't answer my Tinder. Yeah, bro, bro, you imagine his Tinder, bro. Imagine Justin Wallace's Tinder. Bro, I need, dude, I need VAs. Emoji. Bro. Bro. Just swipes the guys like hey, this. Friend, yeah. Yeah. Hi, some guy. Hi, some guy. <laughs> India. Yeah. Good morning, beautiful. I'm yeah. Justin Waller. Yeah, because yeah. I love you. Last time, you're, you're like you're. I'm I'm six three. You're like you're like taller than me. You're six four, right? No, I'm I'm like six three. Nigga, stand up. Foot. Wait, I we're think, the same height. I think you're taller. I think, are we the same height? We're the same height. I think the hair does it. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think he got. He might have yeah. me by like a half an inch. I want to see. It's not a lot. You want to see it? I want to see. We we could also show them the jujitsu hug. Yeah, yeah. We can do the jujitsu hug. I'll show y'all real quick. 
I'm gonna just say, uh, I'm gonna say pause before we even do it. Yeah, you know what's funny? They're gonna clip this and say that uh, Myron and Justin are gay after. So. <laughs> good, 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 good. Okay. okay. So okay. this is friendship jujitsu. All right. So your boy goes in for the handshake. You slip it and grab the hug. Here we go. So here, here it is, and then boom, boom, oh. you got him. There it is. There you go. So that's it's the athlete hug. So handshake, slip under, got him. But as that, far as height, I don't know. We're same yeah, height, bro. Yeah, pretty much same. Yeah, I got hair. Yeah. yeah. Oh wait, I'm on my slides. Hold on. Now, okay, wait, yeah. it's identical almost. Yeah. There he goes. Same height. He got he got me by the hair a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah he he little, hair, little hair, little hair. It's little, Chad Thunder hair. hair. God damn it. <laughs> there you go. So, damn. No nah, man, but he, I, it, I feel short, nigga. <laughs> Yeah, they, yo, they called me when I was coming from the gym. Yo, he, he has a phone. I'm like, all right, I know what's gonna happen now. Yo, you know what's weird though? Like their their like group is Andrew, Tristan, Sterling, and himself. You got four chads walking around. You can't compete, bro. You can't compete. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, yo, check please I'm out of here. Want to the venue? Oh fuck shit, I'm out. Yeah, <laughs> I'm out of here, bro. No way. No. All right, girl, come on me. Dude, I'm telling you, bro, that's a good place food. to be though, bro. There's yeah. a lot of rebounds that can be put back. Yeah. Oh, no, that's true. Yeah, bro. Mindset. That's true. Yeah, yeah because we wrangle. <laughs> we wrangle hard. Well, so. you guys also are, are really good wingmen with each other, too. Yeah. We, and we talked about this on the Avenger episode, how uh, important it is. You know, obviously, you know, if you're on a podcast, like shit was one thing. But, like, when you're out on, like, a double date with girls, like, legit, like, trying to, like, you know, match yeah. the game or whatever, it's a whole other thing. You know, you got to. Okay, let's put this to rest here. Chris. What's up? Myron. Yeah. Mo. Justin. Who is the best wingman in the room right now? Best wingman. Damn. Best I mean... wingman in the room? I mean, this is obvious, bro. It's me. Come on now. <laughs> I'm supplying the goods. No, no, no. He, he uh, Walt is is a good wingman. He definitely is. He definitely Listen, is. I was gonna say between one of you two, you guys are you guys are both really good. At, you know uh, what it is? Wingmen. Is there there's a buffet? All my niggas need, need to eat. So we gotta eat, man. So we gotta eat. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Um. And then uh, what else? I was trying to think. Oh, um, question for you. Yeah. Regarding entrepreneurship. Yeah. Brother, if there's one thing you've learned, right, not to do. What you tell the audience not to do coming up as an entrepreneur? Because oh, all people yeah. say, "Oh, the mean, don'ts." Yeah, yeah, the don'ts. One or two things that you would say that hold you back. The most dangerous thing in business is what you don't know that you don't know. So, don't forget that there's people out there that know more than you. So go find them and make them your mentor, because they can save you more money. Before they've already made the mistake. Right. If you go to them hat in hand. There's a list of guys all over the country, uh, Thomas Phoenix up in New Jersey, mm -hmm. Sean and Eric and Gary that have helped me out loads, uh, Mike in Colorado. These guys are multi, multi-millionaires you'll never know about. Mm -hmm. I got in an organization. I found these men. They helped me. Uh, Dylan and Tim Seiler up, up north in the northeast. You know, these guys, man, like they – help me see things before those things hit me and for that reason um i dodged a lot of punches that that i probably would have took and so just remember that there are guys out there that are tycoons in the industry in your industry whatever you're in nobody knows about them but they're in some association somewhere and if you just go to them hat in hand and say i need help they will help you they will show you things that you would have otherwise not known, and it'll save you millions of dollars, and it might be the thing that keeps you in the game or that brings you more business. Mm -hmm. So um, I would say just be humble and and go find those guys and, and, and shut your mouth and use the two ears. 
because Damn. those guys have something that they have something to show you and, and they'll be glad to do it. I promise. Don't DeMarco, man. That's right. yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Good advice, man. For sure. Yeah. And, and the more nuanced and niche down you are, the more you have to be good at your craft and you really got to seek out those people that have right. kind of already done what you've done. Right. Because, yeah. uh, you know, you're playing at a high level and we're talking about big margins here. You're talking about 35% margin, which is, yeah. I mean, is that, is that the normal, like, I, I, that's a high margin. I, I would say. Yeah, it is. But I mean, you know, you have, you have overheads and stuff like that, but yeah. I mean, dude, there's times when we hit big margins, bro. Yeah. I, I did. I read so 35 it. is minimum. Yeah. That's what we're shooting for. Bro, that's fantastic. But I do a buyout after that. So we estimate a 35% and then I go in after the fact and I try to crunch that thing. So it's like if we were to buy a property, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let's say me and you buy a property. Oh, right? speaking of which we'll make an announcement yes. on that yeah, here yeah, in a yeah. second. So we're like, okay, we bought it at this price. Yeah. So the cap rate was a seven. Yeah. Cool. But if we go in there and we do this and we can raise rents by $200. So it's like, it's like, what can I do to, to maximize that yeah. profit after I get the contract? Yeah. So I do that, man. And I have a huge pre-construction list where I like go through the contract, strike out retainage, make it a, a better number for us for cash flow per all these different things we do to make that margin better. Mm -hmm. And and so, you know, th dude, there's jobs. I made $200,000 in a week mm -hmm. when I was in Dubai. Yeah, we had man. a re-roof job and um, we had an opening with one of our, one of our best guys. And we told him if he, if he, if he did it in a week, we'd like bonus him like 10 G's. Mm -hmm. The contract was for like, fuck, I don't know, like 500 grand. He did it in a week, bro. And I fucking wow. So wow. What did he build? It. What was the project? It, it was a roof. So the, there was a roof that was oh, leaking from a hurricane in okay. Lake Charles. So we had to take the roof off the building. In Lake Charles? Yes. Okay. So uh hurricane hit Lake Charles, fucked it up bad. Yeah. This building's leaking, big insurance deal. Yep. The GC calls us, hey, we need to re-roof this job. And and we had like bro, we had like a month in it. And we're like, bro, I'll give you 10 G's if you finish it in a week. Mm. Motherfucker did it. I made $200,000 in five days. That's awesome. Bam. Bro, there's a huge gambling market there. You know, for those of you guys that don't know, Lake yeah, Charles is. Lake uh, Charles, yeah, yeah. That's all they have. It's yeah, shit the, town. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yo, it's that's where Greg from. Yeah. So yeah, my guy yeah. said 200K in a week. 200K in a week. Man, I, I did that song High Value Man. Do it over. 200K in a week. That's some high value shit. That was one job. That was one job. I probably made 350 that week because we had other jobs going on. But like, I mean. And you're able to just do it remotely. Because like I you was were in Dubai, Dubai the whole time, yeah. You I were was in Dubai. Dubai when that happened. Yeah. Well, that's about systems. Yeah. I have business systems. I did a year and a half of coaching with Emith, mm. and that whole entrepreneur, manager, technician, really yeah. identifying what systems in the business. And we run EOS now, so EOS is a is a mixture between Emith, the book Emith, okay, which is really really big on systems, and a series of books from a guy named Patrick Lencioni, okay, the ideal team player, death by meeting, um the roles of a, a CEO. It's, it's all the, it's all the inner human parts of a business. So those two systems come together where we run what's called an L10 meeting. Okay. So we have every position in the org board has five roles and responsibilities okay. and a manual. So everybody knows exactly what they're supposed to do. And that we come to the L10 meeting at two o'clock every Thursday to review everybody's statistics from the previous week. Okay. I know on a daily basis and a weekly basis, if anybody's off track and we just mm -hmm. get them back on track, Okay. I get a report every day of every position in the company, every job, every margin, every dollar it was spent by who, every Amex, everything out the door, in the door, the whole thing. And so systems are really the way that I'm able to travel the world. Well, I have over 100 men in 15 states today, you know, making money. That's important because think about this, yeah. right? Important. He is only one man, but his team can do different tasks. And at the same time, having that network of people that you trust and believe in, they can do the work for you. But oh, once again, he's the main person on, at the very top. So it works yeah. out. So so you have you have 10, 10 guys. Everyone has their role, right? But pretty much like the management is ten, like a ten tier. You're, you're number yeah. one, and then you got your two guy, three guy, etc. And everyone yeah, has yeah. their own roles. Man, 
Um, and obviously that's probably been critical for like scaling up too, right? Because yeah. it, you know, the, to, to be able to operate in 15 states, you got to have yeah. a very robust scale robust system in place. Yeah. There's no INT yeah. from California to Boston, all like literally coast to coast. And we're going to, we're about to do, uh, we've done quite a few jobs in the Caribbean. We've got one in the Bahamas coming Barbados, up. Barbados, man. Yeah, yeah man. I'm going to see your there. people. What's Saved that like, bro? Is that, a, is that tough to do? Because it's it's expensive uh, to live there. So I don't know what it would be like to build out there. Man, for us, you know, we have a contract a certain amount. Mm-hmm. It's it's really about keeping the guys out of trouble. They okay. all, Every time they go to the island, they think they're fucking Kenny Chesney and shit. <laughs> I go down there and, and they're wearing white like... White boy music. Yeah, yeah, they're playing like white boy music and like wearing wife beaters and straw hats and, and bead and like shell necklaces and shit. Yeah, they, like, it's, it's I don't crazy. know what it is, but islanders treat tourists so well, bro. Like if you're a white guy, white, white girl going to like Barbados or Bahamas or any of these islands, they're like, yo, a king is here, a queen yeah, is here, yeah, let's take care yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so... Um, no, that, that's great, man. And then, I, okay, so what are what are some of the biggest for the people out there that you know want to be entrepreneurs or whatever and managing so many people? What is one tip you would tell them that they need to have in place to make sure that they can manage and oversee a business? Well, I think first of all, it starts with uh, being able to step outside yourself. Okay, I really one thing I'm actually been pretty good at is been able to step outside myself and look back at Justin okay. and say, okay, what is Justin good at? And what do I need to fire Justin from? And I'm constantly firing myself from positions. Mm. So I, in the very beginning, right after I started EMIF, I'd make a list of everything I do or everything the business does in a day. And then I started putting positions next to it. I'm like, okay, well, this morning I was on job site. I was a project manager. Then I, I sent an invoice. And this is like when I'm 25, 26. Yeah. Send an invoice. Well, that's a bookkeeper. And then slowly I started to put all those things next to positions instead of me. And then, and then I was able to write a manual and then I put the five roles and responsibilities for every position in the org board where I could see the whole picture all the way down to the lowest guy on the totem pole. So from closing the month, I have a month close that's two pages long Damn. where I know everything from my credit card points to the balance sheet to what's called a whip report in construction, a work in progress, okay. to know to know where we are on everything, who owes us money, AR, the whole fucking thing. And then all the way to a foreman on a job site where we have something called the project process, where it's every mistake we've ever made is by phase in order the way you build a building a checklist that they have to fill out damn so i don't mind people making mistakes in fact i'll tell you a story i think it was about a year and a half ago i lost 18 i lost eighteen thousand dollars in a day oh shit on that and it was on two different projects one was in california and one was actually in louisiana actually super close and one of them was seventeen thousand. the other one was about a thousand give or take change or whatever. I wasn't actually upset about the 17 grand. I was fucking furious about the thousand because it was on that list. Oh, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't mind paying. The fuck up was egregious. Like the 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 money wasn't the problem. was on the project process. Yeah. He should, he didn't, he didn't check the box, bro. He didn't follow the system. He didn't run the play correctly. Mm. And that's what upset me. Okay. So the other thing, okay, fine. I paid 17,000. Cool. Put it in the project process. That way nobody has to make the mistake again. Yeah. But the guy that made the thousand dollar mistake, I fired him. Wow. And I kept the $17,000 mistake. Kept him. He's still with me. Wow. Shit. Because, because, because that, intention that, is everything. Because that mistake could potentially ruin other things. And it's a foundational mistake. Because that mistake had already happened and it was in the process and he didn't follow the process. Oh, okay. You understand? So okay. the $17,000 yes. mistake was a new mistake. Yeah. Okay, fine. I'll pay for that mistake and I'll put it in the project process. It's a system, right? 
But the but the mistake the thousand dollar guy made completely avoidable. Was it was already in the process. He could easily handle it. Like it shouldn't have happened. Okay. And for that reason, I let him go. And That's the guy that made the seventeen thousand dollar mistake, he's still with me. No mm-hmm. problem. Is now it's in the process. Can, can you tell? Can you? I don't know if you want to say. Can you tell the people exactly what the mistake is? Maybe some entrepreneurs out there that might want to run a uh, you know a, a steel business. Or... Man, the seventeen thousand dollar mistake was something. <sighs> if you can recall, it was something to do with flashing at what's called a parapet wall. Okay. And he, he didn't, he didn't do it correctly. Like he didn't, he did. I'm trying to remember what actually he did. Maybe he, it was a, it was a special detail where he should have put run the seamer a certain way. There's okay. a seamer you run out there yeah. on a standing seam roof. It's, this is very technical where there's a male and female leg. They snap together. Okay. And like, he didn't do something with hand crimping or something User like error. that. It, it was something, so, it, was, it was something that wasn't that so big basically, deal. The list of policies there, he didn't follow the thousand dollar guy. And at that point, hey, you could easily avoid it. So you're fired. What, However, what was the mistake for the 1K though? The 1K, it, it was a, uh, I think it was a whole bunch of screws. We're supposed to do inventory. So when you unload a truck on, on, on the first day of the job, okay, you'll have five, six, 18 wheelers show up. Yeah. And we're supposed to do inventory. Uh-huh. First day. First day. The work starts. First day. Okay. And he didn't do it. And so it turns and it so it turns out that there were a bunch of things missing. Well, because we didn't do inventory on the first day, the contractor said it was us. And so we had to buy that that screw package. But it's not just like a little thing of screws. It's like a fucking crate of screws. Yeah, yeah. And they're actually not cheap. Yeah. So it, it costs like 1200 or something like that. Yeah. I can't remember exact, the exact numbers, but it pissed me off because he could have just done what he was supposed to do. Okay. Right. Now, I, now I see how egregious that was. Now yeah. it makes sense. Yeah, I'm glad, yeah. like, because now the audience sees that that's a foundational problem. It's a foundational problem. Like, look, here's the play. Run the fu- reliable. Run the not fucking reliable. play, bro. Yeah. Run the play, because I can't legally take it out of his check. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So and then, if the contractor was a big, big dickhead, they could like come at you for something else. Like, oh, they, yeah, I didn't yeah. do this. They, you didn't do that. I'll tell it, you it, exactly like, what they could do. They could say because you didn't check for the screws, because the screws are not here. You're now waiting on screws, which means you're late. And now I'm going to hit you with liquidated damages of 3000 a day. Damn. Luckily, it was a car dealership, not a school. Mm. You know, it was a big car dealership, big Toyota dealership. It when it's a, when it's a, our, our state projects are pain in the ass to do, bro. I tell you Schools, what's hard. Roads, uh, working, that type of stuff? working for the Corps of Engineers is tough. Okay. Because you have a lot of times what's called certified payroll. Okay. And you, and you got to nail it, dude. And so you have to pay, you have to pay the guys the rate for what they do. It's almost like union. Okay. So, so like identifying. So you have to go by, there's a state sheet and you pay them that plus you pay them what's called fringe benefits. Okay. So let's say you, you got a steel guy. He's, he's normally making 22. He's going to make 27 now plus another seven and change in fringe benefits. And you got to fill out a form a certain way, Bacon Davis projects. Wow. So yeah, dude, they're not fucking around, bro. Like commercial construction is legit. We do a little industrial as well and it gets even worse. Okay. So, and then last thing here, at least, at least for me, um, cause time's ticking, dude, Regarding working out, because you spoke earlier before the show, yeah. you know, I lost mm-hmm. some weight. You're telling me how to stay focused in the gym. For most people out there, right? Gym is not maybe part of your lifestyle. How do you make gym part of your lifestyle or get back on track, you'd say? Because you're yeah, always so, busy too. Yeah, we're talking about that. I just had another shoulder surgery. Um, Shit. This was my fourth one. And that obviously it causes a delay. But um, what, what I was telling Walt is that I'm a huge believer in what I call shitty workouts. Okay. And Shitty walk. Shitty workouts. And so, so really like, you're not going to get, you're not going to get jacked in a day. Right. Of course. Like it takes time. You got to be consistent, et cetera. A lot of times the hardest muscle to build is the consistency muscle. So Damn. your brain, uh, uh, I made a video about this, but 
I say that you have two voices in your head. You have a grown ass man voice and you have a bitch voice. And that bitch voice is true. It's always there saying like, oh, you can skip it. Oh, you can, you know, do whatever. So what I like to do is manipulate myself by lying to that voice. So what I tell myself is like, okay, fine. When I'm trying to rebuild that habit, I say, listen, you're going to go in, you're going to do one or two sets and you're going to walk the fuck out. You're going to be in there in five minutes. Mm -hmm. A lot of times what happens when you do that is you wake up an hour later and you, you fucking killed it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so I'm a big believer in telling yourself, I'm just going to go in there and have a shitty workout. And some days you do. Mm -hmm. And that's completely fine because what's most important is that your ass gets up and you go because the next thing you know. Half of those workouts are great workouts and then 75% and then you get positive momentum and you start to get high off of the endorphins. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Sure. And, and you start to get addicted to that. And, and then and then they couldn't pay you to not go. not go. Yeah. And so it's just a little trick I use on myself. I say, look, okay, fine. I'm just going to go in there. I'm going to be in there for five minutes. I'm going to do three sets and leave. And then you see what happens. Yeah. Hey, man. I my, like that. That's a nice yeah. little mental trick. Mine yeah. don't miss a day. <laughs> I, I yeah. like that. That mental. So if your mental voice like, oh, bro, you don't got to go, whatever. Just tell that mental side. Shut up, bitch. And go anyway. Yeah. I'm yeah, only yeah. doing three sets. Yeah. Um, Chats real quick, Chris. Or yeah. Hey, guys, do me a favor. There's 3,700 you guys in here. Like the goddamn like the video, video, bro. Sub to the channel. Yeah. And then follow Justin as well yeah. on his channel. Yeah. And Instagram as well. His links are below, guys. Check him out on Instagram. Check him out on YouTube. Uh, you know, he also got awarded toxic masculinity thanks to some other YouTubers on TikTok and shit like that. So, yeah. hey, man, check him out. He's a real ninja. Hey, uh, D 77 while giving out my secret spot, spent two years in L SLC, oh, Salt Lake City, notched up over 20 more beautiful women there than anywhere, even Europe. Okay. Yep. It's fine. to you, my friend. All right, Justin, um, where can they find you, brother? Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram, jwaller7. Uh, you can. Also find me on YouTube at Jay Waller mm -hmm. and join my email list, man. I'm yeah. sending stuff through every day. So, oh, and then Do real it. quick, quick announcement for y'all. Um, so me and Justin, I'm going to bring him back and we're going to have a more detailed show on commercial real estate as far as like from an investor perspective, guys. Yeah. And uh, just, you want to give him a little bit of detail on uh, what the, what the plant is like what we're going to do here. Yeah, so what we're gonna do? We gonna iron it out, but what what we're gonna no do? No pun intended. Iron Man, iron it out. Yeah. <laughs> what All we're right. gonna do is we're gonna put a big dent in Miami. There, there's some areas around here that we we feel really good about, and there is uh, some contacts that we have here that we think we can utilize. So what we're gonna do is come together and raise some money. So anybody that wants to work with Myron and I, building a real estate empire, hit us up. Because we're we're gonna we're gonna load some funds up mm -hmm. and we're gonna knock some shit out the fucking park. Yep. You know, really, really smash it. I, I drive these streets every day. I brought I brought that F one fifty for a reason, goddammit. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, you know, we both own properties. We both know the game, but I think we wanna push push money in and do bigger deals. That's where the real yeah. money's at. Yeah. Um we're gonna we're gonna underwrite it hard with with systems. You know, I, I plant, you know, we're going to run the real estate business just like I run the construction business. Systems, systems, systems. That way uh, you can't get fucked up. We're going to do it right. Yeah. So that's big. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, Miami's an emerging market, guys. In general, Florida is exploding right now. So everyone yeah. wants to come here, bro. Everyone Everybody wants to wants come, come here, here, bro. When girls come here, they never want to leave. So uh, it's something that me and Justin actually have been talking about for a few months, guys. Uh, so we're going to yeah. iron it out. And we'll come to y'all uh, and do a, a real estate and investor type uh, episode. There you go. And we'll break it down for y'all a little bit more detail. You know, you know me. I come from the residential side. Obviously, Justin has a fantastic knowledge of the commercial, the construction side, everything else like that. And he also knows residential as well. So uh, it's something that we've been talking about. And we're excited to bring it out. But we're going to iron it out and come to y'all 
with something concrete. But just want to make that little announcement for you guys because I know people had asked me like, oh, are you, do you guys do anything with real estate, whatever it may be, after that Avengers episode. So uh, we got you guys. But go check him out, guys, on YouTube. He has a YouTube channel, gives out fantastic advice on dating, self-improvement. He's one of our homies. Support him. He's local here in Miami as well. And, uh, yeah, he also hangs out with that Australian guy that we don't like. Oh, I might. Oh, I okay. <laughs> Sterling. Um, anything you want to tell people? I'll give you the last word. No, man. Uh, uh, appreciate you guys having me. We're happy o to have you, man. O always enjoy it. White boy music! <laughs> White yeah! boy music. <laughs> we'll be back with some lovely ladies and Sterling guys. We'll Peace. catch you in a bit. Peace. <laughs>